Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 48 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking to pets is barely enough. We are brought to you today by the letter C for cookie, and the letter I for ill-prepared, and the number five for the number of hours sleep we've had. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and the man with the plan and the t-shirt tan, it's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how you going, mate? Good, Robbie, good. You got five hours last night, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, are you, are you under the five hours, oh, are you? four and a half, yeah. Four yeah, and a half, yeah. nice one. Had some bad dreams, did you? <laughs> Just up and down, mate. Up and Preparing, down. Preparing, getting up, reading articles. Just waking up in the middle of the night and just jotting stuff down yeah. in your little logbook. Exactly, of yeah. The little notepad by the side of the bed. Just fantastic. little light on it. Just, just what are you doing, darling? Now, g- given just, the, just writing some thoughts. Writing some thoughts. Now, given that you are a published author, Lewis, is that something that you did when you were coming up with ideas for your books? Or? Oh, best ideas really are on the toilet, mate. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wondered what all those things were scribbled on the wall there where you were, you know, <laughs> Deb didn't make you paint those over at all? You just saw it as kids in their crayons, didn't you? But no, nah, mate, that, that's all me. That's the all you. The minds of a madman. Well, wow, there the, you the go. Musings of a madman. Yeah, right. Too too much Metamucil makes Lewis dot, dot, dot on the toilet, you know? <laughs> Fantastic. Not like us to get straight into some yeah. poo talk, is it? <laughs> it's been a while since we've launched straight into poo talk. So that's right. It's, it's good to be back in familiar ground. It is. It is. Something we know well, isn't it? Well, it's, we deal with it every day, Lewis. You know, your, as my mum always said, if you don't eat, you don't poo, and if you don't poo, you die. So, well, thank you very much, mum. That's some great... Uh, life tips there. Yeah, life tips from uh, uh, Mrs. Anderton. Mrs. Thank Anderton, you. thank you very, you very much, much, Pam. It's great. Pam, thanks, Pam. <laughs> yeah. right, how are you, mate? What are you up to? Uh, yeah, well, look, it's just been uh, yeah, pretty flat out at work uh, this this week. I had a, a funny one this week. You know, the, we were talking a few, oh, many episodes ago about three-legged animals and about how yep. three-legged animals get the jobs done. You know, much like going to the toilet, you know, whether it's pooing or weeing and running around and chasing balls and things like that, that three-legged dogs and cats just get things done. They do amazingly well, don't they? But I had a three-legged dog come in this week, and uh, and the owner said, "Oh, can you trim its nails?" And I got, "Yes, I can." But this is going to be a bit awkward for this dog because you know you can you can prop up okay on three legs. Yep. Tripods stand up quite well. Yeah. But bikes they tend to fall over if it's just the two wheels if you don't have a third thing. So we had to try and work out right. Well, it was a bit of a stressy dog with trying to trim his nails too. Like he was good yeah. for it, but trying to get him to stand up just on the two legs while I'm trying to trim his trim his nails was a bit of a, a bit, bit of logistical bit nightmare. Of an awkward handling, mate. And just a few questions I got. Yeah. Uh, did you pre-med with some Zilkeen? Might have helped. Well, he was a bit a, stressy. He was not that bad, but um, it's been a long time since we've seen this dog, and they've just called back uh, in because yeah. they were visiting some friends, so we didn't have a chance to try and prepare him for it. Yeah, but, and, um, and and then when you charge, mate, was that uh, three quarter? Uh, of a nail trim or, or was it full full charge? I, I did say that to him. I said, <laughs> mate, mate, the good news is for you, it's only going to take us, you know, three quarters of the time of what it would do normally. Ha ha. You know, I've got a lot of silly vet jokes that I make all the time, you know. Like really? A, that yeah. surprises me, Robbie. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, one, of the, one of the new vets we've got working for us, Claire, she says... I'm going to write down all the different stupid things that you say to clients. And I said, oh, geez, it'd, it'd, be, it'd want to be a pretty big book. So, yeah. so you know, one, one, of my, one of the ones I like is, um, oh, look, yep, your dog could lose, you know, half a kilo or maybe a kilo, wouldn't blow away in a stiff breeze if that, if that, you know, if it lost that much weight, you know. <laughs> oh, 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 that brings yeah, that nurses, do they yeah, laugh? But oh, all the time, you know. Um, that's one that I, you know, uh, roll out all the time. What's some of the other ones? Well, it's interesting. Just, we had this week, we had a hen in at work. Right. That could, that could count its own eggs, how many eggs that it actually hatched. Really? Yeah, it was a mathema chicken. Nice. Nice. I like that. <laughs> that one go in the book? That one will go in the book. That one will go in the book. That's a nice one. But it's the first time I've ever had to say to someone, oh, yeah, now look, I've only, I only have to charge you yeah, three quarters for trimming up your dog's house. I was part of a full general health check anyway, Lewis. So that was all just uh, all included. Part all of the package. In, all included in there. But, uh, but I thought, yeah, geez, this is a bit funny. I don't think I've actually trimmed a, a do- three legged dog's nails before. Maybe they usually work a bit harder on the concrete and yeah, wear their nails down a possibly. bit. Possibly. Yeah, anyway. Interesting. Oh, how, good, how about mate. you, mate? What's, uh, what's been tickling up your neck of the woods uh, apart we, from well, mathematical chicken? Yeah. 
Uh, Valentine's Day, mate. Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, lovely day. Lovely. Yeah. A lot of what chocolates delivered at work for Did, me. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Very good. Yep, yep. All yep. from yourself? Uh, from the dogs. From, do- from dogs, dogs and cats. Well, mate, you keep putting your finger up their bum. It's the least they can do is buy you a box of chocolates afterwards. Well, that's right. They can't eat them, so they, they just give them to me. <laughs> did, you do, did you do anything for Deb for Valentine's Day? Oh, look, like you've said, told me, mate, every, every day's Valentine's every day. Every day's Valentine's yeah, Day. No, yeah. The exchange of cards. Nice. Roses are red, violets are blue. You know, I love doing the podcast with... Oh, no, that was the one I gave you. <laughs> I love doing the podcast with Robbie, but sometimes I wish it was you. Yeah, that's Maybe. right. Something like Maybe that. Maybe we could do a podcast with you. No, that doesn't rhyme. That doesn't rhyme. Yeah, I'll no. work on that. You're working on it. So I'll, I'll get it for you for next year, darling. Next How about year. that? Next that's year. We'll, we'll, I'll workshop it. I've got 52 weeks to really get this thing sorted out. Well, maybe we could save ourselves. Happy Valentine's Deb. Day, Deb. Love you. Yeah, happy Valentine's Sold. Day, Deb. There you go. No, you're meant to say Christina. Oh, sorry, Christina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get confusing. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All right, mate. Well, um, uh, we've got a few sponsors we need to thank. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yep. So we've got Zilkeen on board. Yes. The uh, the mild anxiety-lowering medication, uh, milk derivative. Great. Having really good response with cats at yeah. the moment. Yeah. A lot of cats that are you know, peeing or a little bit anxious. Yeah. Great response with it. Also used in dogs as yes. well. Um, so, so check it out. You can get it over the counter. Yeah. Or, or maybe some pet shops as well. Yeah, have a talk to your vet though. Is about um, the your, the whole package of your cats or dogs are anxiety issues. Um, I've actually used it a couple of times. I've had some people bringing in uh, new kittens um, into their uh, into their home, and so yes. trying to use that out to try and help to lower the general st- stress levels of the kitty cats in the house. And also, I had a dog that was getting a bit worked up because their next door neighbours were doing some renovations, yep. and yep. so there was some noise and things happening, and the. Do- the owner noticed that the dog was just getting a little bit worked up. I said, well, look, try this. If it's not getting any better, then come back and see me again. We nice. might be able to use something else to use in conjunction. So certainly something we use and something we recommend. So go and ask your vet about it. Absolutely. Chat. And then, mate, who's our other sponsor? Uh, so we've got Prime 100, the, uh, the specific protein diets for dogs and cats now, both dry foods and wet foods. Uh, really, really good for animals if you're trying to eliminate dietary-related issues. So things like inflammatory bowel diseases, uh, food-related allergies, um, and also just other conditions like pancreatitis and things like that. Um, Massive range of different diets. uh, And I think I said a couple of weeks ago, we've had to reorder in all of our crocodile and tapiocas. It has been running out the door. We're having a great response of people saying the dogs love it. We've had these dogs have had even just really rumbly, rumbly tummies. You know, borborygmus, where their tummies have been rumbling. Borborygmus? Borborygmus. Tell me more. Oh, Borborygmus just just rumbly tumblies. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you just um, a, a movement there. A movement, no a movement. Perhaps. No, no, I, I would have, um, I would have been a much more sort of guttural row. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not a Borborygmus. No, Borbor- no. How do I say it? Borborygmus. 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 I don't know, spell it. No. Smell it. You, you, smell could, it? You, could, you could smell it. We've got the door <laughs> closed. Excuse yeah, you, might, you. you. Might have to light a candle. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. And, and a great responses. So Prime 100, check them out. Go talk to your vet if you're, uh, you know, as the different ranges and different options for what could be available. And I think uh, there's a bit of a short supply in Port Melbourne for the Croc Tap at the moment. Oh, is there really? So if the rep's listening, get onto it. Need to get it into the pet stores and into the clinics. Wow, so yeah. So someone come in the other day saying they were having trouble sourcing it. Wow. Very popular food. Well, that's good, yeah, because we um, we ordered in a, a bucket load of it. So yeah, we must have got a pallet yeah, full. A massive yeah. pallet. Yeah, we've got put, to put it in the... In the uh, the walk-in freezer, guys. What we got, well, what we got, we got one of those big uh, transport-free fridges, like what they have at food festivals. Yeah. Just full up with Prime 100. We're going through that much of us, Lewis. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. fantastic. And you just go in there and when it's a hot day, don't you? Just, just relax. Just chill out. That's where, yeah. I keep, that's where I keep my chalk wedges as well. I keep, keep, keep those in there. Chalk wedges? They still make those? Oh, well, I think Buller makes a little version. I don't think chalk wedge per yeah. se, but it's still a you know a, a great, great family favourite. Yeah, you know? mint chalk wedge. Oof, oh, you went the mint chalk wedge, yeah, did you? my favourite. Tell me, what was your stance on a Barney banana? Oh, not a huge fan. Not a huge oh, fan. Oh, Barney banana. That's not a chalk wedge, is it? No, not a chalk yeah. wedge. No, oh, no. I don't mind the Barney banana on its own. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yourself? Uh, oh, well, that was the... Uh, our go-to summertime ice cream. We go to the beach down at Seaford. Dad'd buy a 1.25 litre bottle of Diet Coke that we'd all just have to just <laughs> swig on the way home, and then you get the Barney banana. That's why we've got such lovely teeth, mate. Yeah, that, I know. That Coke, you yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the acidity was fantastic. It was great. Yeah, you know? I felt it was really good for all the other 
bad food that I ate because just the extra acidity in my stomach it was, it was great. Just just help that borgerismus. 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 Didn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the belching. Yeah, I had to take some Mylanta to help out with the gastric ulcers and the, the gourd, the gastroesophageal <laughs> reflux. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. And of course, we've got our Patreon sponsors. Yes. Thank you very much, Patreon subscribers. We love you all. Yes, and we've got some stuff coming for you guys. We've got some Q&A exclusively. E- Patreon exclusives. Yeah, so if you want to get some extra extra content from us, yes. then go on to Patreon, sign up. It's only two bucks a month minimum. Yep. Or up to I 500. Mean, yep. can, yeah. can you fix up that little uh, yeah, high, high, high-pitched yep there in post, can you? Can you just drop the, drop the toner down on that a Mate, little bit? you're running the levels today. <laughs> got those slider things going. Just just wick one up. Yeah, we haven't got them plugged in though yet. Oh, I, can, you I, can, need I, can, a, I can twist them around every way I want. But <laughs> you need to plug them in. That's right. Minor yeah, technicality. <laughs> so, guys, go on to patreon.com, 2vetstalkpets, and... Uh, and hit us up. Um, we are we are going to do a dominance Q and A. Yes, stuff. And I'm not sure if I touch on this week, but I asked for uh, some of my behaviourist colleagues to have a listen to the the, ah, the dominance episodes we had. Good and one. Just to get a little bit of feedback, make sure I'm saying the right things, yeah, all on the right one. track. And um, that's episode 45 and 46 for those who haven't listened. Go back and listen. Go back and have a listen. Um, and PhD, Dr. Diane Van Rui. Good, right. Good friend of mine. Fantastic. Um, big supporter of everything I do behaviour. So, uh, g'day, Diane. Very good. G'day, Diane. Um, is she a supporter of your mowing of the lawns out the front as well in your gardening? Or is it strictly veterinary behaviour that she has uh, her high regard with you? Uh, she, well, she's supportive of what I wear too often. Comments on... Uh, really? Yeah, l- love the shoes today, Lewis. So supportive of... Yeah, you know, very appearance, good. but perhaps hasn't been around to the home to assess it. Right, right. Or well, not that you've seen her. Maybe she does drive-bys? Po- po- possibly. Possibly. That would be kind of getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's supportive, though, that's a, that's the only thing you could ask for. Well, saying that, someone did mention on Instagram they thought our handle, Two Vets Talk Pets, yeah. looked like Two Vets Stalk Pets. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe there's some way we can do a hyphen well, in there. You, 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 well, a, a hyphen out. So, that, so that way, would you be the two vets and I'd be the talk pets if we were going to bring out two names together to, in order to hyphenate? I'm not sure. Who'd be the stalker, though? Hey, if I, it's two, two, two vets, both I, of us stalking. I can be very sneaky, mate. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a difference between sneaky and stalking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the only difference between sneaking and stalking is stalking is when you get caught, isn't it? So let's move on. Yes, that's a hot button topic right there. That's not our wheelhouse at all. Geez, we've gone hot buttons two weeks. You're jiggers last week and stalking <laughs> yes. this week. Right, and let's go back to Di. So yeah. Di said to me the thing that she's big on with, with the, the dominance. The dominant stuff is she says, and it's a big thing she goes, is it shouldn't be used to describe a personality. Right. So people often try and use dominance to say, oh, that's that dog is doing humping that other dog. Yep. It's being dominant. Right. Well, maybe in that individual instance, yes, all right, you want to call that dominant, being dominant, but it doesn't mean that the dog is dominant as a personality on a whole. Right. Okay. It just means in that instance, perhaps there's an interaction that involves a submissive or a dominance thing. Yeah. And so she, you know, she says, you know, must look at, you know, and I think it's a really good, valid point that often you can look at single interactions, but should never try and generalise it to, you know, like uh, <coughs> you got the, the dog that maybe likes to sleep on the bed. Yeah. Well, that's a dominant dog. It's yeah, like, okay. You know, that, that's not dominant. Dog just likes sleeping on the bed. Yeah, okay. But certainly trying to generalise it to say the dog is dominant just because of that one incident. Yeah. That's really something that, that she pushes. So great little tip. Thanks, Diane. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for listening. Give me the feedback. Yeah, good job, Diane. Yeah, excellent. I, th- I thought of a, a stalking analogy, but we won't go no. Don't get back to stalking, mate. I was just listening to a podcast about stalking, and it's not cool. It's not cool at all. It's up there with assault, so we won't even go there. No, no, no. Let's move on. Don't do the analogies. So, um, so I uh, Super Bowl was on was on a little while ago, and um, uh, I must say, mate, I watch Super Bowl every year. Try to. Yes, it was the most boring Super Bowl I have ever watched. Yeah, have you you watch it? Uh, I don't. I'm usually working on a Monday, and so I miss it. But I um the I know last one of my mates from school, one of the dads from school he goes and watches it every year at a pub in yep. um, in melbourne and he last year's one was oh, spectacular amazing. amazing comeback patriots and, and all i've heard about this year's one was just that it was just oh. an absolute snore fest yeah if, if you wanted to show something that was not a good example of the 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 nfl the sport the gridiron there's gridiron nfl um yeah 
That that's just a horrible example of it. It was, yeah. it was terrible. I mean, I'm not a big follower at all. Yeah, I watch one game a year, maybe yes. see some highlights or something yeah, on, the, yeah. on the internet. But yeah, it just wasn't wasn't inspiring just at all. Just pretty ordinary. I got a lot of home uh, work at home done that day because <laughs> in between plays, I was just doing work, just doing paperwork. So. Yeah. Now I um so I the, my big thing with the with the Super Bowl was I love. The, because it's, there's generally the time where they put out the new trailers for the new movies. Right, so, yes. they, so I love going onto YouTube or onto um, IMDb and having a look at the the movie trailers that come up after it. And the movie trailers this year were a little bit of a snore fest as well because they're all ones that, uh, that have all been out before. You know, Captain Marvel and and uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, you know, uh, the movies that I'm really looking forward to see, but they didn't really give you much more. But the ads, there were a couple of pearls of ads. And yeah. so I was watching one of them and I wanted to show you because I thought it was quite interesting from... Um, so the the one that I'm going to put on, I'll put the link through on... Um, yeah. Uh, on online, so if you if you're looking for it, it's the Amazon Super Bowl commercial 2019. Right. So I'm just going to I've I've got it queued up to the to the part here. There's a picture of uh, oh who's that guy? Um, um that's um oh, what's his name? Uh yeah oh gee whiz. anyway play the play it up. Yep yep. Play so here up. we go. I'm going to play. So it, this is just the end of his segment. Here so we go. He's looking in the mirror. Is no, no, the, no no no. This no, is um, this is not it. This is not it. Okay. Buffering. So that's so that's the first one. So it's uh, Amazon have you know where they've got Alexa, where you go, okay, yes. Alexa, yeah, you know, I want to do this stuff. But instead of it being a positive ad, they've come through saying, well, yeah, we've done some good stuff, but we've also done some stuff that's been pretty, you know, oh, pretty, so, pretty. So ordinary. was that a collar that was bar- responding to the dog barking? Was so, it? So yeah, so the dog barks, yeah, you know, and then the and then Alexa goes, oh, you want me to order dog food? You want me to order uh, dog food? Which oh, that's a pretty funny yeah, little. Yeah, uh, and that was Harrison Ford as the owner. Harrison there. Ford as the owner. Does he own a Boston Terrier? I don't know. You didn't do I, the back research on that. I, I didn't because no, it was no. a Boston Terrier in that. Ad wearing yeah. the collar, just so the folks who aren't watching it know yes. at home. Yeah. That was a Boston Terrier in the kitchen, barking away with an Alexa collar on. Yep. Harrison Ford was saying, "Stop ordering gravy. Stop, stop. ordering dog food." Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not. I, I'm not paying for any more dog food. Yeah. And then at the end, then oh yeah, we a, get a bit more at the end. There's a tiny little, uh, an, an extra little bit just yeah, at the just, end here. Just a little. Not everything makes the cut. Ah, oh, pallet of dog food's being delivered, and ah, oh, very nice. Boom, boom, boom. So the end of Pallet Dog Foods uh, being delivered and the Boston Terry looks up at Harrison Ford and he says, I am the Jedi. That's no, right. No, on. he wasn't a Jedi. No, he? no, no, he? no. He got, he got oh, spoiler alert, he got murdered by his oh, son at the end of Oh, I was just going to watch that. episode seven. Rubbish. I was just going to watch that today. No way don't you were going to watch it. for me. <laughs> he was Han Solo, wasn't he? He got frozen. He, he, he was Han Solo. I remember that. Yes. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but no, he was... Um, and yeah, the Carpenter. Carbonite. Oh, well, he was a carpenter too. Do you know that? A carpenter? Yeah, that's how he got the first gig. Oh, really? He's working as a carpenter on the set, and they said, oh, do you want to come play a hand... No, maybe not hand solo. Yeah, some, right. Some, uh, might be true. Yeah. yeah Sounds well, good. He's a Boston Terry too. Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, but I like that little ad. Yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was cute, you know, having a dog barking around, and so everyone always says, oh, I've got no idea what my dog wants when it's barking at me. Yeah, well... Nobody does, but you know, here we go. Alexa reckons that it's uh, Amazon's got it sorted. Amazon's got it sorted. Jeff Bezos, he's got that all sorted. Yeah, which which would make sense for them as well. It's like every time the dog barks, order it some more food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's just that's just good economics. That is. Yeah, but it's not very good positive reinforcement. It needs to be within two or three seconds of the behaviour carrying. <laughs> dog doesn't understand that 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 comes a couple of days later in the. Oh, unless, unless they've got the drones, the drones oh, that come drones. and just drop it off straight away. That'd be quite quick. That'd yeah. be all right. You just drop a bag of food, but just on your Boston Terrier's head. No, nice. there, there, there wouldn't be much in the way of return uh, return customers. If you just got all these flat up, maybe squashed. that's how Boston Terrier's got their squished up noses from Looking the drones. Up in the sky, waiting for their food, and then the bag of food comes <laughs> and smushes them on the head. I love the way your brain works, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, we forgot to mention we are nominated for an OzPod Award, yes, the Australian Podcasters Awards, and with a little bit of confusion, we think voting is still still available. Maybe, hopefully, so, yeah. So, if you could go on to OzPodcast Awards. Dot com dot au and yep. vote for us. Yep. We would be eternally grateful. Yeah. So we're in the we're in the the new podcast 
uh, category. Best, best new podcast category. Oh, best new podcast. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and we've got a bit of, well, at this, this stage, mate, what did you check the, before? You just voted yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I we did landed vote, that. Oh, I did we landed that myself. out. I, I wanted to, no, no, I'll keep that on there. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, so we're okay. up to how many votes? Was uh, it? Let, let me have a look. So uh, so current last voting. Up, last up count. Last up, last up count, we are at 16 votes. Woo! 16 right. votes. Out of, um, and so out of 18, so there's 18 that are in the category for best new podcaster. And we're doing all right. We're beating some. Some podcasts. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yep. So well, we're beating... Well, the one, the one I noticed we're beating uh, is, uh, I was a little bit surprised, uh, one called Good Social Media Podcast. Yes. Now, he's, uh, he's he had five votes last time I checked. Now, how good is his social media? He's still only he's, got the five podcasts. Yeah, he's podcasts. got five, five votes. He might be coming on very, very strong, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a long game, you think. He's playing the long game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Social media is the long game. Uh, absolutely. You don't yeah, just get a million followers overnight, do you? Not at all. As we've learned. As we've learned. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You've got to kick and scream yeah. and work hard. And yeah. you can get a lot of followers you don't like, too, we, we, sometimes, we should, we should, as we learned this morning. We should actually have a look and see. Um, so, so good social media podcast. So he needs to be We're also there's one love and guts. Love and guts. Love and guts with uh, with I'm not sure Linda. Linda. Where's Love and Guts? Love and Guts. So she's up against us. Yeah. She's Love and Guts. Speak to those who value living and full and a magnificent life. Wow. Linda is an... She's got a lot of similarities with us, mate. Yeah. Linda is a naturopath, nutritionist, yoga teacher with an avid interest, avid and awkward interest in digestive health, especially bowel movements. Right. We have a lot in common. Very, very much in common. So yes. go and vote for us and then give Love and Guts a... Love and Guts? Linda and Guts. Love and Guts... Love and Linda's guts. I vote vote as well because she explores mindset, brain and digestive health, health and pooping patterns. Right. Which is, we do explore those things too. We do, we do, but we probably do it on more of a professional level, like as a more maybe Ooh. diagnostic level, I don't oh, know. Oh, I hope Linda's that, not that, at the that's dinner. That's controversial, is it? I hope Linda's not at the uh, the awards dinner with us sitting next to us. She's going to take you to task. She'll be busy in the toilets examining everyone's bowel movements <laughs> to try and check and, you know, oh, this is all about my podcast. This is what? great. This is content for me for the next year. Yeah, what we could do, we could say this is one I prepared earlier and just hand it to her at the table. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You walk up with one of the little, one of the little brown little top lads, yeah, and you just pop a little, yeah, just a little bit of chocolate mousse or something yeah. like that in there, a little bit of corn in there too, and just go, here you go, Linda. What do you reckon? Just what check reckon the layout. Just check the layout of the tables. Where's Linda sitting? There we go. Just pop that on, dump and run. <laughs> <laughs> But you've got to work out, you've got to have like 30 people that go up and do it too. So you just oh. go, could you just go and drop that over there? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, that's fine. It's content for you for yeah. the next podcast. That's right. Something to talk about. So, I mean, we podcasters, we always sit there and go, right, we need oh, content. We need to think about what we're going to talk about. But um, often we need content within the last five minutes before we start. Yeah, the show. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If, if you can go, if, if everyone can go into Oz Podcast Awards yes. and vote for us, it's a little bit difficult logging on and signing up and that sort of thing. But Robbie's just done it. You've got to put so, some details in and yeah, all that sort of yep, stuff. Yep, but, so um, yeah, your credit card details, sign your life away. But then, and, uh, <laughs> and then the Nigerian prince will deposit money into your account. I'm pretty sure it's all legit. <laughs> But then no. jump on and do some um, and give us some vote because so far looks like we're getting beaten by the Evidence Locker, a true crime podcast, yeah. and Monsters Who Murder, yeah. serial killer confessions. Yeah, and that's uh, got a lot about stalking. So if you want to know good actual stuff about stalking, listen to those. Listen ones. to those ones because we do not obviously know about it anything at all about it. No, yeah, no. Exactly. So there you go. But go go and vote for us, guys. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate your support. If you can help us out, that would be great. Now, mate, I have an article here. Yes, from the Huff. Post. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. It's t- it's good, mate. It's good stuff. Good friends of the show. Man, <laughs> we hope. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man says emotional support alligator helps his depression. Oh no, he's not trying to Top take shot. it on. Not not trying to take it onto the uh, airplane like the old uh, the little uh, gerbil. The the oh no, was it a squirrel? Was it squirrel. squirrel. A squirrel. And yes. A peacock. Peacock as well, wasn't it? <laughs> a Pennsylvania man says his emotional support alligator helps him deal with his depression. Right. Nice. 65-year-old J- Joey Heaney of York Haven says his registered emotional support animal named Wally likes to snuggle and give hugs. Oh, isn't that nice? Despite with his teeth. A five-foot-long alligator. <laughs> with his teeth. <laughs> I would five hug your thigh with my teeth. He's about as long as I'm tall. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in high heels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Alligators hey. don't wear high heels. What are you talking about? <laughs> Actually, they you, ma- you can make... Oh, no. Probably no, 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 no. Hey, mate, that'd be all right because uh, if you do turn them, into, turn them into high heels, there'll be some more crocodile tapioca for Prime 100. Yes. Yeah, it'd be a tasty one. <laughs> hey, do you reckon your legs would be about as long as his legs or... 
Oh, Jesus, <laughs> mate. My toenails are that long. So he's just trimming toenails. Philly.com reports Heaney says he received approval from his doctor to use Wally's emotional support animal after not wanting to go on medication for depression. Wow. Fair enough. Serious issue for depression. Yeah. Wally was rescued from outside Orlando at 14 months old. How do you rescue an alligator? What's it doing that needs carefully. rescuing? Very carefully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah. Late Steve Irwin. Late, late Steve Irwin. He yeah. would rescue it. Oh, he would have done. And and crikey. Yeah. But how do you know it's in trouble? How do you know it needs rescuing? Where, where is it that needs rescuing? Uh, in the toilet? Mm. Uh, in a pool? Swimming in, pool? Yeah, swimming pool. Swimming pool, maybe. But maybe just leave it in there. Enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe maybe breaking into a car. Maybe you could see that it had uh, made it might have had a, a very uh, hard, misspent youth well, and was trying to trying to uh, commit some crimes in order to try and pay for some sort of an addiction. And that might have been the trouble uh, that he was in. Oh, so you think he's actually arrested him rather than rescued him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Put him in cuffs. March, frog marched him. Well, well, what is it? A, a, uh, a citizen's arrest. Yeah, right. Citizen's okay. arrest of an alligator. Home. Heaney says Wally eats chicken wings. Oh, that's, a bit, that's a bit close to home, isn't it? And shares and... Yeah, they're related, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they've got the same type of blood. Yeah. <laughs> and shares an indoor plastic pond with a smaller rescue alligator named Scrappy. Oh. Scrappy and Wally. Scrappy and Wally. So this guy's got form in collecting alligators. Four men. Form in. Well, form in. Form, form in. in. Not, not formal in. Yeah. He's not putting them in a formal and go, oh, yeah, that way you can <laughs> formal in. He'll live forever. How did he choose, though, which one was his emotional support? I wonder what's going with Scrappy. Yeah, Maybe pro- Scrappy's just a bit angry. Maybe. Yeah, yeah he doesn't yeah. apply the, the hugs. No, no, no. Heaney acknowledges that Wally's still a dangerous wild animal and could probably tear his arm off. Yes. But says he's never been afraid of him. Nice. Right. Probably because his mouth's taped shut with a bit of gaffer tape. You know what they do that? Yeah, it's only, it's only just open enough that he can get get his chicken wings in. And interestingly, at the bottom of the article, top shelf article, it says, there's a little advert, it says, wake up to the day's most important news. Right. Below this article. So that, that, is, that, that is... That's today's important news. There you go. Thanks very much, philly.com and e- the Huff Post. Everything is right in the world, if that's the only issues. There you go. That's like the uh, the, the last news thing where you get at the end of the, the uh, TV news. And today, a family of ducks crossed across a road. Yes. Or here's a dog catching a frisbee. Yes. Uh, here's, the little here's ending. A, yeah. Here's a cat that cuddles up, cuddles up with a little possum. <laughs> Makes everyone feel good about themselves. Yeah, it Lewis. does. It the feel-good story. The feel-good yeah, story. Lovely. We're all about feel-good stories. I heard, about, I heard Peter Hitchener, the uh, the news anchor for Channel Nine News here in Melbourne, and he uh, he was always saying that it's that that last one. It's just the they always have that feel-good story at the end. Well, it's all been. Trump and murder and right. African gangs and the politicians are screwing us over and climate change. And then here's a puppy. Oh, maybe we could do that. We could. have a, what sort of, We could have some nice stories at the end. Well, just save the nice ones just for the very end. Just for the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. we do all the nasty uh, yeah. horse jigger ones at the start yeah, and all that sort right, of stuff. Right. And then at the end, let's talk about kittens. Yeah, let's talk about this kitten that was rescued from a drain. Yeah. Or a tree. <laughs> Or something. Well, I've got a story about that for the next pod. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hold on to it. Hold that, on to your hats, There's a cliffhanger. Yeah, absolutely. Listen to Robbie's feel-good story about a kitten. <laughs> Wonderful. Alrighty, mate. What do you reckon we'll go on to disclaimer? Yeah, no problems at all. All, all right. advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. Lewis, speaking of poo, what have you got? Oh, mate, how did you know? How nah. did you know, mate? Oh, it's two vets talk pets, mate. Of course, it it's going to have something to do with poo. It's got to have something to do with poo, hasn't it? Now, I want to talk this episode yep. about uh, toxoplasmosis. Oh, what's uh, that? So, well, toxoplasmosis in humans, particularly pregnant humans. So, it brings fear into the minds of pregnant families and uh, pregnant mums. Um, and, of course, if we're talking about babies and we're talking about cats... We go to do the you, Bible. Do you have any books that have been written about that at all, the, Lewis? The Bible, mate. Funny oh, you should Bible. say that. I've just happened to have got a copy with is it. Is it Genesis or you know the <laughs> you know the, the the Testament, the Old Testament? It's the Revelations, Revelations. Mate. It's nice. The ending. Oh no, it's the book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tell your cat you're pregnant. 
my book, an essential guide for cat owners who are expecting a baby. Yep. And I turn to chapter three, mate. Yes. Chapter three. There it is. All about toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. So. There's an awful lot of myths around with toxoplasmosis, isn't there, in cats? Massive. And pregnancy. Massive, mate. Exactly. dispel the myths for us, Lewis. So the first thing I want to say is I actually want to put a disclaimer in there that that all this stuff is, because I'm going to talk about a little bit of toxoplasmosis in humans. Yep. And obviously I'm not a doctor. No. I'm a vet. Yes. Two vets. Two vets. Talk pets yes. in the title. Yep. Not two vets and a doctor. Yes. You have a, you're a Bachelor of Veterinary Science, not of m- medical science. Yes. Bachelor so, yeah. of Medicine. Yeah. Science. <laughs> so, advice is general and it's no substitute for advice from your doctor, physician, healthcare pri- provider, surgeon general, your own vet. Linda, the stool expert. That, yes, I wonder if she does a bit on Toxo. <laughs> maybe, maybe we Possibly. could ask her. Yeah, we'll send her a question when we drop when we drop off the sample tour at the podcast awards. I'm going to listen to one of her episodes and, and just say bowel movements. Ask happens. her a question. Say, yeah. what can you tell me about toxoplasmosis? Yeah, now? yeah, exactly. So you asked you straight up. You said, "What is toxoplasmosis?" So toxoplasmosis is an infection that is acquired by almost all warm-blooded animals. Mm-hmm. Almost all mammals can yep. get it, not just cats and humans. Um, and it's caused by a little tiny little parasite called Toxoplasma gondi. Yep. Not really relevant, but good to know. Yeah. It's found worldwide. Yep. All over the world. Everywhere. Ubiquitous, it is everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And about a third of the humans in the world have been infected by it. Yep. Does depend on country a little bit, your climate and your cultural habits. So yes. particularly meat eating habits, which we'll go into a little bit. So, um, so I guess while the infection is common, you know, around the world, uh, it's rarely noticed when you first catch it. Yeah. Because only about 20% of people get any symptoms. Yeah. Um, and that, that's people with normal immune systems. Um, and the symptoms are just like a flu or a bad cold. Yeah, okay. So yep. you think you've got a cold, but you've actually probably eaten a bit of uh, cat poo at some stage <laughs> and and got, got some toxoplasmosis. Yeah, yeah. Re- re- yeah, exactly. And and once someone's infected, they are infected for life. The, the parasite forms little cysts in your muscle and yep. maybe your brain. And there is no cure for it. Yep. So you get it. You might get tacky zoites or bratty zoites. Oh yeah, let's not go into that, mate. That's all. That's <laughs> I was just all. trying to remember. To, yeah. We, the you re- you research that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Research with the general public. They don't care, mate. They don't care for <laughs> the big words. They, all they care about is borgonismus. Yeah, borborygmus. Bo- yeah. What's that? Borborygmus. 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 Right. Mm, I like that. <laughs> what's I, I mean? Borborygmus. <laughs> That's very good. If you turn down the base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there is no cure and it's not possible to catch it from another person. No. Unless you're a baby inside a, well, female. I yep. guess that's where babies are. In yes. Um, and or where they start off anyway. Yeah. And um, an unborn child and you catch toxoplasmosis for the first time when you're pregnant, you can pass it to your, yep. to your unborn child. And we'll touch on that a little bit further. So even though uh, toxoplasmosis, I've said, can infect most mammals. It only produces what we call oocytes, mm-hmm. cysts, but I call eggs. Much yep. easier to call them eggs in cats. Tiny yep. little microscopic eggs. And so cats, when they eat meat with these cysts in them that are in all mammals, yep. they then produced eggs in their poop. And that's the infective part of the organism. That's the that's the, the way that it comes out so that then it can be spread. That's right. And so any warm-blooded animal, mammal, yep. they can ac- if they accidentally eat the eggs in the cat's feces, yep. Um, that have been shed or anything that's contaminated with the cat feces, yep. then they become infected. And those uh, those eggs then turn into parasite, which then forms cysts in the muscle and yep. the cycle continues. So when the cat is first infected with the toxoplasmosis, they eat a, uh, a mammal that has it in their muscles. Yep. Um, they'll shed in their, in their eggs, in their poo or oocytes or eggs uh, for about two weeks. And usually yep. they don't shed again. Yeah, that's it. A one-off shed, and even if they're infected again, eating another rat that's got uh, uh, cysts in it, they don't shed again. Usually, because they've the generally got the immunity there that then stops the um, the cysts from going through their normal infective life cycle. Again. That's that's right. So only a recent and a first infection causes eggs in a cat's feces, and that's the only contagious bit. Okay, so uh, and eggs can be found in in all cats, so feral cats, stray cats, even your home domestic cat. Yeah. So all cats, and that that's sort of I guess where the issue rises with you know how do humans catch it? Yeah. And 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 we'll talk a little bit in a minute about its relation to cats as well. So there are three sort of main ways that humans can catch uh, toxo toxoplasmosis. 
I guess um, the most common way is eating the cysts in raw or undercooked meat yep. or shellfish um, or in unpasteurized milk, especially goat's milk yep. and unpasteurized milk products. So the, I think they're called the raw milk that seems to be quite yep. popular. You can catch toxoplasmosis from that. Second way is if you eat cat feces. Yes. Right. It no, shouldn't be plan A. Probably not ideal. No. Not what you, know, not what you recommend. Don't know many people that do. <laughs> um, but usually it's something that's contaminated with cat feces. So, yep. you know, uh, it could be soil when you're gardening, yep. sand in a... In a, uh, in a kid's um, a sand pit or something per- like perfect. that. Yep. The kitty litter uh, can be in water. Yep. Can be on your, your fruit salads or your vegetables that haven't been washed. You know, yep. you've got them out of the garden. Um, and then the third way is a pregnant, a newly infected pregnant woman passing it on to her unborn child, yes. which is the one that people worry about. That's the, the dangerous the, one. The most. Yep. So the most common method of, of being infected, contracting the disease in the developed world, yep. where this podcast is probably mainly going to, um, is from uh, preparing or eating undercooked infected meat, yep. especially lamb, pork or venison. Yep. Uh, and there, and there are other common sources which are... Um, Drinking contaminated water, um, exposure to garden soil, sandboxes we mentioned, and uh, and where, where cats have done poo, yeah, that that sort of thing. There's also some other sort of less common issues. Sometimes traveling overseas, if you've already been infected with one strain of Toxoplasma and you travel to another country and get infected with a different strain, right? Sometimes that can cause you to become infected for a second time. Yeah, so okay. you need to be very careful with that, particularly if you're pregnant. So certainly discuss with your doctor before you travel yeah. about that. And I guess also when you travel, you know, often um, there are different cultural aspects to cooking of meats and foods yes. and that sort of thing as well. So, And also it's, uh, it's that hygiene thing as well, isn't it? You know, that if you're not sure... like the, if there's more going to be more contamination um, in an environment in certain countries, you're going to be more likely to be exposed to it. So if you've got that perfect storm of there's more of the bug around, you know, and the meat's not being prepared properly, then yeah, your chances of copying it is going to be a lot higher. Yeah, exactly. And your salad's not washed or your water's not clean, all, yeah. that, sort of, all that sort of thing. So, And then there's a bit of a concern with toxoplasmosis for immunocompromised people. Yes, so absolutely. If you've got um, you know, HIV positive or you're having an organ, organ transplant, had an organ transplant perhaps not if you're undergoing an organ transplant at the time of yeah yeah yeah, at the time no no i think when they're sticking a new kidney in you there shouldn't be that much in the way of cat feces in the operating theater (laughs) you'd hope they've let the cats out that's right yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a wee and not not inside (laughs) Um, and chemo as well yeah chemo chemo too exactly that was my third one yeah So, so best to talk to your doctor if you fall into that category as well so I want to touch on how humans don't catch it. Yes. Really good way to look at it. So you can't catch toxoplasmosis by patting, handling, or playing with your cat. Right. Being scratched or bitten by your cat because the organism is not on the fur or in the saliva of cats. Right. It's not possible to do that. Uh, and transmission directly from cat feces to humans is rare. Yeah. Because essentially you have to eat cat poo. Yep. Does any, do you know anybody who does that? Any clients do that? At Look, all? none of them have admitted it directly no, to me, Lewis. No. But I've had suspicions sometimes. It would, right? It would make no. good content if they if they wanted to send it. If anyone <laughs> has, especially for Linda. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, maybe Linda's listening. She might be listening. Yeah. And, hi, and hi, Linda. Yeah. You know, don't forget to vote for us on the on the Australian yeah. podcast. Awards. One for yourself. One for yeah. us. <laughs> we'll be ring run for you when we it's come only to the award fair. ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and so it's really, really, what, what's really important is it's very unlikely that an older healthy cat will be shedding eggs. Yes, right. Um, and it's even more unlikely if it's an indoor cat as yep. well. So, um, And if you if it's only being fed um, commercial foods as well, you know, um, you know, not raw foods. Exactly. So that, that's right. And we'll touch, I'll touch on that a little bit as well. Yeah. So why is it dangerous for pregnant women? So, so when women are infected with toxoplasmosis for the very first time during their pregnancy... Um, it can tra- go across the placenta to the baby yep. and cause uh, birth defects. Yeah, so yeah. it is a very serious thing um, and it does occur, yep. unfortunately. But it is important, the words I'm using there, so it must be your first infection must be during pregnancy. Yep. Um, and you know, people talk about oh, the first third of pregnancy is perhaps the worst time for it to, to, to occur. But really, 
uh, you know, from what I've the research I've done, it can still cause problems later on in pregnancy. Any, any time would suck. So, so yeah, exactly. So you're better off taking precautions during the whole pregnancy. Yeah. So it is important to talk to your doctor before and during your pregnancy to talk about the risks. Obviously, I'm giving we give you some ideas here, but I am not a doctor. Yeah. Um, but if you are healthy um, and you've already acquired toxoplasmosis, you know, before you've conceived, yeah, four to six months before you've conceived. You're likely to have protective immunity and uh, unlikely to pass it to uh, across to to your baby. Yeah, I guess the different thing is when we start looking at tests for have you got toxoplasmosis or even tests on your cat. The blood tests for humans to detect if you've already been infected with toxo um, have some issues. Yeah. And the results can be really hard to interpret, it, interpret, and they're not always recommended. And particularly for countries like Australia, Britain, US, where the prevalence of, of toxo is quite low, yeah, um, it means that the blood tests are harder to interpret. Okay, I'm right. not going to go into the details of it, except to say probably best to talk to your doctor yeah, about yeah. it. Um, I do mention it a little bit more in the book yeah. uh, going to be a little bit more detail of, of why the why the blood tests um you know perhaps are not the best way to go um but and a lot of people think oh well you know i've owned cats all my life yes guaranteed i'm infected yep i, I don't need to worry about it and your name could even be christina anderton when you're thinking about this right yeah, yeah, yes. yeah when when because this is yeah the the wheelhouse that we were in before we had our kids so. oh, i thought you were going to make an announcement on the show mate no you, not at you all you saved that for 50 yeah is there a, is there a third is it oh my goodness i hope not no 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 that's a terrible thing is that no but certainly no no uh, no no there isn't but, but, but before we were going for number one or number two right thank you very much linda um that uh <laughs> Yeah, no, yes. the, the Christina went and because um, she's had cats all of her life and yes. being a vet, right? You know, although her hygiene is impeccable, um, thought that no, there'd be a good chance that she's probably had exposure. But um, yeah, and she spoke given that she's yes. a, a vet and in a high chance of being exposed yeah, of course. to it. Yeah, handling yeah. cat poo all the time. Oh well, yeah, inadvertently, inadvertently. Not yeah, saying Christina is one of those intentionally eating feces person that you not mentioned at all. before. Not at all. Not no, at all. No, no, no. This is going terrible. Yeah, very, very poorly. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she was, uh, she was completely negative for it so i gone oh okay that's a bit that's interesting so, yeah. yeah well that's interesting because i was going to bring up an anecdote that it was vet a vet nurse yeah, i right. knew who'd been a vet nurse for 20 years married to a celebrity chef right okay not the celebrity chef you're thinking who right. makes a good chocolate cake and was looking for a vet at some stage yeah okay yeah not yeah, that celebrity not that chef from yeah, my yeah. kitchen rules yeah yeah who doesn't sponsor us anymore which is kind of sad <laughs> perhaps the new celebrity chef might Maybe. Anyway, anyway, so Slippy Chef. So they were having a baby. Yeah. The vet nurse got tested, tested negative. Yep. The celebrity chef who handles raw meats all day, cutting, handling, you know, cooking, all that sort yep. of thing, he tested positive. Right. How about that, eh? Interesting. Was he a cat poo eater, Lewis? Well, no, he's from the meat, mate. Yeah. From the meat. Yeah, but it could also be from the cat poo. You can't completely rule it out unless he says no. Well, in that anecdote, we were ruling I mean, it out. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Because we don't want to confuse the listeners. Yeah. He yeah. did not eat poo. Good. He touched meat and then obviously... And then ate his, the poo. <laughs> yeah. his and then, then, yeah, and then ate his fingers after touching raw meat. But I think chefs, they certainly taste meat and things. Like when they're making sausages, they'll yeah. taste the raw meat and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. he's obviously courted at some stage um, yes. with, with his handling practices. Not saying he's a, got bad hygiene either. <laughs> oh my goodness. How do we get doing this? So how, I guess people... The, what people want to know yeah. is how can I avoid catching toxoplasmosis from my cat? Yes. And the studies show, and this is really, really important. You are at no greater risk of contracting toxoplasmosis if you own a cat. Yeah. Boom. There it is. Done. Right there. Yep. So drop keep the mic. your cat. Don't drop the mic. Dro yeah. yeah. Drop, drop, metaphorically, drop the mic. It's on a stand. It's a I'm not going to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really important. Yeah. You know, if, if you own a cat... Um, you are no greater risk of getting toxo. And it's quite possible you haven't even caught toxo yet, yeah. despite owning cats all your life. So the risk of catching toxoplasmosa from a household cat is extremely small. Yeah. And as we already said, that risk can be further minimized with good basic hygiene. Yes. Most people with that catch toxoplasmosis are not infected by their cat, but by eating undercooked meat, gardening, or poor hygiene. Yeah. Or maybe they're cat poo eaters maybe haven't got that category <laughs> what if that was in the survey yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so how how does your cat 
you know, how do you avoid your cat maybe from catching toxoplasmosis yep. um, is, is a really good thing. Or how, um, oh, sorry, how do you avoid catching toxoplasmosis from your cat? Yeah. Even though I've already said it's really, really rare, it's really, really good to take some precautions because we can. So outdoor cats are more likely to have toxoplasmosis because yep. they're outdoor hunting, yeah, scavenging. Yeah. Got more know. access to mammals. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So keeping them indoors so they can't hunt or scavenge will help. You mentioned it earlier, feeding them a good quality dry or canned commercial cat food yeah, um, and avoid eating them you know, raw or undercooked meat or offal, yep. especially liver, yep. uh, processed meats or the unpasteurized milk that we mentioned, yep. mentioned before. And and good rodent control is good. Yes. You've got rats running around your house? Yeah. Try and, don't get the cat to get rid of the rats. Yes. You have to get rid of the rats and mice yourself. Yes. Because if they eat those, they might become infected for the first time. And obviously, you don't need to own cats um, to have cat poo in your garden. Yeah, absolutely. Cats like to yes. poo in the garden. Um, so try and maybe deter stray or foreign cats from coming into the garden if you can. Um, and because they might be shedding toxoplasmosis if you don't know them. Coming over kids' sand pits and things like that, trying to keep them out of your veggie patch and things like that. Yeah. And and if you're pregnant, don't adopt a new kitten. Don't say, bring a kitten home to grow up with a, with a new baby. Yeah. Wait until you've got the new baby. Wait until, you know, it's a little way down the track. I usually actually recommend for that sort of thing, if you want to get a kitten, he's actually waiting until the, the baby's at maybe 12 months to two years old. Right. Because often we're very busy in that early stages. Yeah. Anyway, it's not, it's not a good time, but certainly don't get them, bring them into the house yeah. when you are pregnant because um, they're more likely to be shedding eggs when they're yep. a kitten for the first time. Obviously, wear gloves and wash your hands when you're gardening. Yep. Litter box hygiene is, is really, really important. A lot of people sort of stress on this sort of stuff um, and, and the, the nature of the eggs that a cat will put out in their poo mm. is they don't become infective to humans until they've been sitting out in the litter box for 24 hours. Yep. They so need to you, mature. They need to... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get some borbismus, borborygmus within them. Yeah, some some mature sporulate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I wonder if Linda likes the mature stool. Or she might do. She yeah. might do. It becomes it probably reduces in the aroma. But mm, yes, right. Yeah, it dries out a little bit. Louis. Oh, right, drying out. Maybe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Um. So. So you know, making sure you, you clean the litter box and and uh, and clean the entire litter box yeah. once a day. Don't scoop. If you're scooping, there's a chance you leave some poo on the uh, on the scooper, yeah, or in the in the the litter box, or even the possibility of the cat sort of stepping in the poo and then just just leaving a little sousant just around the house. Yes, you know? so, yeah. So just the whole litter tray once a day, sealed plastic bag, put it in the bin, trash, whatever you call it, and and dispose of it. Don't put it in the toilet. No, don't, don't put it in the in the compost like we talked about yes, the other week. Yeah. Composting cat feces not cool. Very very silly idea. And don't dump it in the garden. No, no, not, ve- at all. not the veggie garden. No, no, no. no. Doesn't taste nice. <laughs> yeah, basil and cat poo. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um, there's, there's no no place for you know, for that in pesto. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poo pesto. Ooh, hey God. presto. <laughs> So, so ideally, your non-pregnant partner should clean the box. You know, yeah, with gloves. Um, I'm still waiting for Christine to take back over again. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, got Ru- saddled with it. Ruben's five and a half, and yeah, I keep trying to tell her you won't catch Toxo anymore. <laughs> Is it because she keeps saying we could have a third child? <laughs> <laughs> it's just been Valentine's Day, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know yeah. you guys like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> next, you love next. So, and then thoroughly wash the box with hot water. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't don't use disinfectants, ammonia, smelly or perfume stuff. Um, you know the concentrations you need to use that at to kill the eggs or the oocyst is likely to be dangerous for you and your, your yeah your cat okay anyway. yep. so, so ignore the disinfectants, the the ammonia stuff. Yeah, it might deter the cat from going going Absolutely. to the toilet there as well. So so just leave that alone. When you're cleaning out the litter box, don't place the litter box on the kitchen bench. Just, just a little, just a tip. Just a tip. Tip for young tip, players. Tip for young players. Yeah, yes. t- yeah, that's a common yeah, trap. Yeah. Life hack. Yeah, yeah, life hack. Or don't on the cutting board. No, no, yeah. not not yeah. at all. No. Or in the oven. No, or use the knife to scrape it out. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. Or the or the soup ladle. Yeah. Or the, don't or the, scoop it with that. Or your egg flipper. 
Don't yeah. use your little your, your little fenestrated egg flipper to That's scoop right. the cat poo that, out. No, you have right. a dedicated cat poo scooper. Yeah, or your, your your pizza base wooden kind of underneath thing to flip the pizzas. Yes. Don't use that. Don't use that. Yes. Don't use that. I mean, you'd think it would be common sense, Lewis, but sometimes you need to point it out to people to not do it. We're about informing the public, aren't we, mate? It's our number one uh, ethos. That's, That's our main right. edit is to educate and to inform and maybe entertain. And ma- Yeah, entertain. Entertain not so much. Not so much. No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, just inform. <laughs> so, um, so we already said, do not scoop. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the self-cleaning litter boxes. I mean, they can leave bits of poo behind, yep. which is not ideal. Um, if you are forced to change the litter box when you're pregnant, it just happens to be you have to. Good idea to wear gloves. Some people like to wear a dust mask as right. well. Dust mask. That's hard to say. Um, and uh, and make sure you wash your hands afterwards. Um, and maybe use litter box liners as well, just, yeah, okay. just to line the litter box. So washing your hands, we said you know, hygiene is critical. Uh, washing your hands before you prepare food, after gardening, um, you know, after after eating. Ca- no, no, hang on a sec. Just wash your hands. Yeah, good. Um, now, I guess, you know, that's how you avoid it from getting it from your cat. How do you avoid it all together? Because yes. it's not from your cat that you're likely to get it. Yep. It's likely from other sources. So th- there's the gardening aspect we talked about. Um, you know, toxoplasma, eggs or oocysts, they can live in cat poo in the moist soil. Yes, yeah. For up to 18 months. Right, wow. So that's a long time. Yeah, they're, they're really tough, the the, the eggs. They, yeah. they they like to, they've, they've developed ways of being able to survive long a long time they, to increase their chance of being picked up by a little rodenty mammal or, you know, some other mammal. Exactly, yeah. They, they love, love the moist soil environment. Mm. Yeah. Um, and wearing gloves when you're gardening, trim your fingernails, clean under your fingernails, all that sort of stuff. Yep, um, don't chew your fingernails. Right. That's just probably. another good, you yeah. know, I, I mean, you in general, because I keep seeing you having a... Well, I've, been, I've got bittering on today, which is why I'm, every time I chew them, I'm so... Oh, 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 I see you oh, salivating. Yeah, yeah. So um, the meat and food preparation is probably the biggest one. Yeah, right. That's where most people catch it. It's the cysts in the mammal food that we eat. Yeah. And the raw or the undercooked meat. And there's a list. I'm going through a list. The most common ones are the raw, undercooked pork or lamb. Right. Are thought to be the most common things. But then the game and exotic meats yeah. are, very, are known because they're out on the tundra. Yeah, out right. Out in the wild. You know, yes. They're very known to, to do. And this includes, and listen this for a list, kangaroo, caribou, deer, elk, beer, Beer. Beer? Beer. Bear. Bear. That'd be a bear. <laughs> Don't eat beer with bear. Unless you've washed your hands well. Yes, with beer. <laughs> yes, that's right. When you have a beer, wash your hands first. <laughs> it's not in beer. It's in bear, though. Wa- wash your bear's hands with beer. But I don't know who eats bear. No, There's I don't know. There's a lot of things listed here. Grizzly animals. Yeah, yeah. Moose. Hair. Don't eat a hair. Or on a bear. Yeah. A hairy bear. Hair and a bear. <laughs> Reminds me of a story, but the bear and the hare walking down the in the forest and the, down the stairs. No, down down the forest without the, a care. And the bear goes to the hare. Yeah. How come? Oh yeah. Poo doesn't stick to. Yeah, yeah. Does poo just, stick to your bottom? And the hare says, "No, it doesn't." So the bear picks up the hare and wipes his bottom with the hare. I, I, I did thought, you know that one? I thought about that joke exactly yesterday <laughs> because I had a rabbit come in his little bunny that had had <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> Right, and I turned it over and the owner's been cleaning its bum with baby wipes right, to try right. and clean the poo away from its bum. And I thought, this is the, this is the rabbit that dispels that entire joke. Yeah, the joke doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go in the book. I thought about that exact that could, joke. That could go in the book. Yeah, With right. the Mathema chicken. Mathema chicken, yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's going in the book. Uh, rabbit, wild pig and boar, goat, capybara. What's a capybara? Capybara, the South America, isn't that a... Uh, it's like a large rat, large rodent. Right, okay. I've seen them. Right. They're cool. They're yeah, cool looking things. Interesting. Birds, shellfish such as oysters, clams and mussels. Yep. That's a little bit weird, this one. Monkey, horse and whale. They're I, mammals. I, you mean all the one? Like it's just a monkey, horse, a whale? A monkey inside, a horse inside a whale. It's like a, like a turducken. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Don't eat that raw. <laughs> Like, don't don't, don't well, eat that. Make sure you, you cook that well. It, how would you cook it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, ask Clint. <laughs> yes. that, you, that's when you need that fridge with all your Prime 100, but it needs to be an oven. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just put it in a hungy. 
You know, they just, just cook it in the ground as well. In a honey, you know? a hungy. What's a hungy? Uh, you know what a hungy is? No, what's a hungy, a hungy? hungy's a thing uh, um, where you cook food underground. You know, so you just oh. dig out a big pit, right? You know, and so a, a big in um, like New Zealand and, and over in the Pacific Islands where there's a lot of volcanic activity, so the ground is a lot warmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you bury it all, and it just cooks. When oh. we went to Fiji a couple of years ago, they had um, yeah, a, a pit cooked meat that I, Christina and I looked at, and we've gone, mm, yeah, no, we know too much about food hygiene and parasites i think we'll be leaving those and just go with the stuff that's been stewed in the curry sauce for four hours right and it yeah. wasn't a moho whale no it no, wasn't what, a moho, moho whale, whale. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that to duck and moho whale no oh good good to know mate that's good oh, i thought a huggy was one of the things that kids do poo in and, and you, you dispose of it oh that's a huggy it's a, huggy. Huggy. It's a nappy sorry man brand name Alrighty. so there's also some thought um, purchasing premium non-organic meat is a better right. option as well. Thinking that less intensely farmed meat, um, so not free range. Right. So the free range animal may have more chance of picking up eating cat poo. Yeah, okay. Because it's out on the farm in the, where cats have likely have pooed. Right. Whereas yep. if in the more intensive farm setting, taking yeah. away all the... The pros and cons of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that there's some thought that that, that that might be a better option. You're more intensively yeah, okay. farm meat and avoiding the organic types. Yeah. And then the cheaper meats may be mixed, uh, you know, with bow, beef, um, with, with some cheaper in-ground beef and minced steak sort yeah. of in the beef. So so perhaps in more in, in expensive premium cuts. Yeah, right. Might, might be a better option. Make sure you cook everything to a high enough temperature. That's the most expected. Cook it. it mm. Most yep. effective way of killing toxoplasma cysts. So if you're looking at a piece of meat that's not poultry, 63 degrees Celsius or 145 degrees Fahrenheit. All right, I'm just grab a pen yeah, and write this down. Yeah, 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 write, yeah. write that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it reminds me, speaking of pen, have you heard of the uh, the uh, the, const- uh, the constipated mathematician, mate? No, what did he say? Uh, he, he, he worked it out with a, a pen and paper. No. <laughs> I've heard the same joke with an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> mathematician? Mathematician. <laughs> Let's go into the book. All right, then mincemeats. Uh, do we want all these stats? Maybe we don't want these stats. No, you can go and look in the book. They're all yeah. in the book. Go and look in the book. I won't give you the stats. So um, so when you're cooking meat, you know, proper hygiene. Don't sample the meat if it's raw. Don't touch your mouth and your eyes, you know, while you're preparing yep. it. Um, thoroughly cook everything. Don't use a microwave because a microwave can heat things unevenly. Not yeah, cook okay. them the right way through. Freezing the meat doesn't help. So you, know, you need to do it really, really low temperatures. So yep. don't think that freezing it is, is going to help. It's going to kill it, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then fruit and veggies, you know, make sure you po- wash them, peel yeah. them before eating them. Even, you if, pe- you, even if you grow them organically yourself. Exactly. It was just what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ex- even if they're from your own garden. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, no raw milk products that we talked about before. Yep. Um, and uh, and also cook all your eggs. No raw eggs. Yes, right. Really, really important. So then, and, you know, of course, washing all your utensils, your products, wearing gloves when you're handing raw, raw meat, even if it's meat you're feeding to your cat or your other pets. Yeah, right. Your dogs. Uh, make sure you you know your, your dog or maybe your, your crocodile. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're getting the chicken wings out for Wally, for Wally, for yeah, Wally, for yeah. Wally, and and what was Sparky? Or Joey, the, yeah, Sparky, Scrappy, no, Scrappy, 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 and Wally. If, if yeah. you're loading up the the uh, the um, the, the, the the chicken wings for those guys. Wear gloves. Wear some gloves. Wear gloves, Joey. Put them on. Put them on, mate. Best Why are you cuddling? Do. Why are you cuddling? Wear the yeah. gloves. <laughs> yeah. And then if you if you got your 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 uh, your, your monho whale, your mon your monho whale, that, monho yes. whale. Yeah, yeah. When you were sticking the monkey inside the horse <laughs> inside the whale. <laughs> Wear gloves. Wear gloves. Wear gloves. Alrighty. Tips. Uh, so um so good hygiene during pregnancy will decrease your fr- frequency of toxoplasmosis. Plasmosis by almost two thirds. Right. Just general good hygiene. There principles. you go. There are other risks as well. Um, if you're on a farm and you're around sheep that are giving birth to newborn lambs, yep. Stay away from all that stuff. Yeah. Really, really all high the placentary bits and yeah, really, yep. really high chance of getting infected from handling that stuff. Don't bring lambs into your house if you've got yep. some unwell lambs. Keep them out out of the house. Um, and um, I guess the the real crux of it is often, and you probably get this all the time, mate, people coming into the concert room saying, my doctor said I should get rid of my cat because yeah. I am pregnant. Yes. And, boo, I hate that. Yeah, so absolutely. Really, yeah. it's, you know, obviously talk to your doctor and if you follow their advice. Yes, yeah. But if I was a doctor and I'm not a doctor. Yeah. There are lots of ideas, you know, the chance of catching toxo from your cat is yep. really, really, really low. Yeah, maybe go and talk to another doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you know? It's not like anything. Go and keep talking to your doctor until you get the advice you want. Or, or 
buy a copy of my book. Yeah, there you go. And take it along and make them read chapter three. <laughs> there you go. And I'll give you a discount. Yes, yeah, oh, on Instagram, I'll give you 10% discount to take it to your doctor. Nice. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Oh, geez, I don't know how that, that, that would the work. just dropped out of your, uh, <laughs> yeah, your, your book sale market <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Sorry, kids, it's back to two-minute noodles. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's sausages tonight, kids. No premium, <laughs> non-organic cuts and beat for us. Yeah. Yeah. Moho whale. Moho whale, yeah, yeah. Not, not till next year, kids. <laughs> so should you keep, get rid of your cat? No. no, you should not get rid of your no. cat. Get rid of your doctor, not your cat. Yeah, change doctor. <laughs> Good idea. You're at no greater risk of contracting toxoplasmosis yeah. if you own a cat. Yep. Um, but what should you do? Well, you know, don't suddenly move your indoor cat to an outdoor cat. Yep. Often doctors say, put the cat outside. Well, yep. that's going to make it much worse. higher risk. Yeah, exactly. So keep them inside. Uh, keep emptying the litter tray uh, within 24 hours, full empty that we've talked about. Yep. Um, and just remember, there's no direct correlation being found between owning a cat and having human toxoplasmosis infection. Yeah. Whereas significant, where consuming raw meat significantly increases the risk. Yeah, yeah. Now, finally, I want to talk about toxoplasmosis yeah. in cats themselves. Or well, can I just want to say one other thing? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I've had people say, "Oh, you know, so now it means I've got to try and get my partner to try and clean out the cat litter tray." I said, "Absolutely." But the good thing for you is that because you're pregnant, you can just go. I'm, I'm tired, I'm an emotional, I need you to clean up this cat litter tray. I said, just play it, just do it. Yeah, they will do it. I've, I've been a husband of a pregnant woman. Anything you say, they will do in order to keep the peace. So just use it for all it's worth. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Yep, it, it sounds good. I'm not not sure about the stereotype of the tired, emotional pregnant woman. No, I'm not, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying that to <laughs> pretend to be because oh. your husband's not going to question it. Sure, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, pregnant women, can get everything done the same way as oh, what a non-pregnant can. They're amazing. But, you know, yeah. just play the cards because men are stupid. So yeah. And, and they're right. not going to try and... Uh, so, so, hang on. So, women are... Uh, 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 highly strung when they're pregnant and men are stupid in general. She's pushing some stereotypes. No, w- women are smart enough that they <laughs> know how to play the game and that's the best way to do it because then the men are just going to go with it and then it all gets done and everything's happy. That's fine. Great. Good digging, mate. That's, that's the dig- advice that I give people, Lewis. Yeah, good. You like digging a hugging then. Hugging. Yeah, hugging. Huggy. Huggy, what, hugging? Hungy. Hungy. So hungy. I dig in a hungy. Yeah. Fantastic. So toxoplasmosis in cats are running short of time, yep. so I've got to hurry up. I've talked too long. Um, so cats obviously become infected when they eat meat that's raw meat or catch something that's infected with the cysts. So rats, mice, birds, um, and sometimes from flies. Monko duckins. Yes, moho ducky. <laughs> if they can tackle it, if they can bring it down, if they can bring it down, the wild one. one. Yeah, one had a few cats. Had a hunting packs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like that episode where we talked about dolphin food. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. It's good. All right, now I've got to want to move on to so. There's interesting stuff that um that cat that rats infected with toxo. Yeah. Uh, I um. Uh, they, rats have a national, natural avoidance of cat urine. When they yes. smell cat urine, right. they'll avoid it. But when they're infected with toxo, they actually don't avoid cat urine. Really? And I found an interesting another study related yeah. to humans. Okay. So human males yes. that are infected with toxoplasmosis actually prefer the smell of cat urine. No way. Over males that have not been infected. So these with, male humans. Yeah, male humans. Wow. How's that for a study? So what I thought do we do today, mate, <laughs> is I've, I've just pulling out two little sample pots here that I've previously prepared <laughs> you mean, you for myself. You've had them sitting in your pocket. Oh, yeah. All morning. Oh, yeah. They are warm and ready to go, mate. Now, I want to know, are you? have you been tested for toxo? I have not, no. You have, well, I think we've got a test here. Okay, right. So what I've got in one hand in the... The right hand here, you can probably see what's it. What's that? I've got a, a yellow top jar. Don't yep. don't be fooled no, by yep. what the jars are. No, no. Yeah, and, and there's it, something inside that, that. That looks like a. It's a smear of something brown <laughs> on there. Yes. In a urine jar. In a urine jar. I mean, it's yep. not. There's not. Yeah, it's just. Obviously, it's not liquid. It's yeah. something smeared on well, the edge yeah, of it. Just, just, it's a smell test. We're going to do today. Terrific. And then we've got this. This one, which is a little. Uh, it's a little Nutella jar. Yeah. 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 So another little. Same swab. Totally blind. Right. I'm not sure which one's got which in it. What from, we're from, sniffing. From which animal? Yeah. That's right. Know, so I'm just going to hand over. We'll start with the the yellow top one with a little brown thing, and just tell me which one smells best mate yeah so that's nutella oh oh nutella. no you sure that's little nutella. brown smear in there yeah, yeah. we just need to tell me which one smells best oh, I'm, I'm, that's I'm, all we know I'm, and then we'll know it's actually might look like nutella but it's not all right now this one have a little sniff of that one tell me what you think mate little sniff little sniff which one smells nicer 
What do you think? He's sniffing. He's now sipping the Nutella one, which one's has, has not got right. I, I didn't ask you to identify the scents. Um, which, I said which, which one better? smells better? And I've got know, a blind. It's a blind I'm, study because yeah. I don't know which. Do you know which ones which? No, I, it's I totally blind. I, I, well, I'm going to I'm going to say that the that the Nutella jar smells better because it's vanilla right. over the. It, it I, smells I think better. I think no, don't don't it, identify it has, the sense. It sense. has a vanilla-ness to it. Right. If Interesting. I had to describe it. Interesting. Right. I'm just going to assess the uh, the results. I've just okay, got cool. written down here. It was blinded. Deb blinded this Deb, yeah, earlier. Terrific. Just uh, just just going through. Deb was blind earlier. Blinded. Blinded. Interesting, mate. Yeah, what so I got? you what's said the, the Nutella. That's sample B is the Nutella. Yes, that's actually Olive's cat urine. Really? Yeah. You so go. you think that smells better that than smells much better. than the urine pot? Yes. Wow. Oh my goodness, I must have toxo. You must have toxo, mate. I'll have to go and talk to my doctor. Yes, go and chat to your doctor. I, I, knew, I knew eating all that raw meat was going to cause me problems. <laughs> all eating that mo whale, Who knew the, moho the, whale, the moho whale. <laughs> <laughs> when you tackled that and you're hunging. <laughs> Huggy, the, the what mo- is it? The moho harley, the, the a hungy. Yeah, the hungy. When hungy. you when you cook that in your hungy, you yes. didn't cook it enough. Yeah, I know, I yeah. know. I should I should have finished it off on the barbecue. All right. So if anyone else wants to participate in the test, send us send us a <laughs> send us in your samples. Yeah, I might do it. Yeah, send us in your samples, and Robbie will sniff we'll send, them. We'll send them to Linda. <laughs> 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 Maybe we'll get Linda to do the test. Let's do that to yes. Linda. Yes. Will she realise that that smears a bit of Nutella? I don't yes. think so. We'll drop it. We'll just put in a whole lot of Nutella and just give it to her. What do you think about this one? I think you've eaten too many hazelnuts. <laughs> Very nutty smell to it. <laughs> oh, oh dear, right. mate. So, so, yeah, uh, we're talking, where were we talking about t- cats catching it? So, yeah, cat cats obviously do catch it and it's thought that somewhere between 30 to 50% of all cats right. will become affected and that depends on the cat's lifestyle, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. what country they're in, you know, they stray cat or a pet cat and yeah. all that sort of stuff. A healthy cat that gets infected will show probably no symptoms yeah. at all, maybe some diarrhoea. Um, when, when they get it, maybe 10, 10 to 20% of cats will get some diarrhea when they're yep. first infected. And that'll last for about one to two weeks. Um, obviously, they've got a, they're young or they're ill or a lowered immune system, yep. like they've got FIV or feline, uh, feline immunodeficiency virus or feline leukemia virus, yep. or they're on cyclosporin medication, yeah, yep. which we don't use a lot in cats these Not days. Not anymore, no. Atopica is the one in yeah. Australia. Um, so if, you, if you, your, your cat is on it and you're wondering about it, yeah. talk to your vet about it. Um, it can make the toxoplasmosis infection a little bit more Yeah, serious. a recrudescence of the infection. Whoa, wow. Yeah. Of, of encysted larvae. Of borborygmus. Bo- and then you get the borborygmus. I'm when learning you, when today, you st- mate. I'm good, learning. I'm glad. Oh, you're Hungies teaching me too. and borborygmus and moho whales. Moho whales. <laughs> <laughs> so you, if, they, if the cats show symptoms, they might show a bit of fever, decreased appetite, maybe a bit quieter. Sometimes they can get worse symptoms to do with neurological problems, mm. but that's pretty uncommon. Yeah. So it's when they blindness first blindness as well. Yeah, I think yeah, get, yeah, neurological. Yeah, yeah. yeah, inflammation of the eyes, blindness. When they first contract toxo, they'll shed millions of eggs in their feces. So yeah, they right. are really infected. They go hard when yeah. they when they first get it, and that's when they're most in, you know infective to humans in the in their poo. It's unlikely after this first shedding of up to three weeks that they'll shed again in the future. And it usually involves fewer eggs as yeah. well. They may shed again if they're on the cyclosporin medication. There's some thought with that. Um, or if they become really, really unwell. So yeah. can you test your cat for it? There are blood tests that are available um, for, for, for cats. But they don't really help with assessing whether or not they're a risk to the pregnant not owner in the house. All. So there's not no. really, we don't usually recommend doing them. Sometimes it may give you an idea, but we do just... Anyway, regardless what the test result is, because of that very small chance of them reshedding again, mm. we recommend the same precautions that we've already discussed yeah, yeah. about with, with your house household cats. Yeah, save your money on the test and just buy some rubber gloves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah spot on. Or a new partner who's willing to Too change willing the litter tray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fecal tests, look, because they shed for such a short period of time, they're really useless. And all it says is at that time, your cat has no toxoplasmosis in their poo, yeah. but maybe the next poo they did. Yeah, so mine does, doesn't yeah. really tell you anything. So I guess in summary, all cats in a household with peg- pregnant women should be treated the same way, regardless of your test results. Yeah. Um, you know, simple precautions of basic hygiene, uh, the risk of you contracting toxoplasmosis from your household cat is minimal. Minimal, minimal, but minimal. If you are still concerned, 
then discuss it with your vet. Yes. And or your doctor. Absolutely. All righty. And that is it, mate. That's it. We're all done. Fantastic. Well, that was way over time. That was Toxoplasmalicious. So um, (laughs) if uh, that's going in the book. Yeah, Toxoplasmalicious. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's going in the book, Um, mate. If anyone's got any uh, comments or questions, they can hit us up at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can find us on Patreon. Search for Two Vets Talk Pets. We are trying to get everywhere. Tell your friends about us. Please, we'd love to get some uh, some more people uh, listening to the podcast. And so, go and vote for us. If it's the last thing you do, yes. first thing after. First thing after this yes. podcast ends, when uh, Adam Zwa signs us off, go over to Podcast Awards, Australian Podcast Awards, and vote for us vote to for win. Us. Best new podcast. Category 22, best 21. new podcast. 21. 21. 21. Yeah, best new, best podcast. new podcast. Yep. Yeah, do it. That'd be great. We'd love it it now. Yes. Fantastic. All right, guys. Scratch you later. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.